My dear brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I give thanks to my God in heaven for the faith given to you by the power of the Lord this day. Amen. I bring you greetings this day on behalf of your brothers and sisters in Christ in 162 other congregations in the English district, in 20 states in the United States and the Ontario province of Canada. But especially this day, I bring you greetings on behalf of my people at Peace Lutheran Church, where I still part-time serve as parish pastor. It's a pleasure to be with you this day, and Jim, to join in this celebration of your ordination and service to God and the church. You know, it is a special day for Jim and his family, but it's a special day for God and the church as the cry goes out to the Lord that the harvest is plentiful. Lord, send workers into the harvest field. And the Lord heard the cry of his people. And we give thanks to that for our God. The text for today is beautiful and pointed. We hear these words in the epistle lesson in verse 15. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Well, I have to tell you, I didn't really understand what that meant until I became a parish pastor. You see, I have a member of my church, who I still to this day have, who one day came to me after service, and she said to me, your shoes are not shiny. Well, you're paying attention to my shoes, I asked. Will you shine them for me? She said, sure. Then I understood what this meant. How beautiful are the feet of those. But I never forgot it. You ask, why do pastor wear these white robes? To hide who we are, for you to focus on the words of Christ. Today we celebrate the ministry God will provide Jim Grady in the proclamation of the word of Christ and the forgiveness of sins. And then we have this declaration of the Old Testament. Listen. Listen. How many of you are good at listening? Be honest. Uh, you're, you're above average, actually. We don't do a good job at listening. We don't like what God says. Therefore, like our children, we ignore. We ignore what God says. We care only about what we want to hear. God commands us to listen. Listen to the words that his servants bring. And by the way, what are those words that the servants of Christ bring? Most of the time, in fact all of the time, when you hear the sins of those confessed, you are commanded by God to forgive those who are penitent. And it is the work of the office to forgive the sins of those who confess and to retain the sins of those who are unrepentant. I must say to you, I don't know how my brothers feel, but as I sat in your seat some years ago, I heard those words, and at the time they were heavy burdened, but even today they are even more. After years of service in God's kingdom, the greatest work of the office of the ministry is pronouncing the forgiveness of sins on those who are repentant. To declare the facts that Jesus has given his life so that you and I may be forgiven of our sins, washed clean and forgotten every time we refuse to listen. You know, one of my wise confirmands once asked me, they said, Pastor, you know that whole thing about Jesus saying you must forgive 70 times 7? 490 times, right? I'm sure you've done the same. If you're married, I know you've done this, right? You're at 491. 
And you know I'm telling you the truth. And I hate to say this, but there are some of you even in this room today, I'm sure, have a list and you keep it somewhere, right? Because it's easy for us to hold on to the things that people have done to us. To keep a record of the things and the wrongs that have been performed on us. But when it comes to the things that we have done, it's easy for us to forget sometimes. It's easy for us to rationalize sometimes. And yet, God commands us to forgive. In fact, the Bible reminds us, if you cannot, be, if you cannot forgive, you will not be forgiven before my Father in heaven, Jesus declares. We come this day celebrating the gift that God, through Jesus, gave his disciples, which you soon will take the oath to do. In the gospel lesson for today, we hear these words after Jesus came and entered the locked room. Now, I don't know if, you, if you've ever really kind of rationalized this. The disciples were in the upper room out of fear and terror for their lives. They locked themselves in, right? And Jesus appeared to them. Now, you people go to shows and pay money to see magicians do stuff like this. But this was no magic trick. They were locked in out of fear, and Jesus appeared to them. And the first words he says, as the Bible records, peace be with you. In terror, they acknowledged him. But then Jesus said these words, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. A command by God to all people, but especially this day to the office of the ministry. And Jim, you soon will confess that you will hear those sins, keep them silent until death, never to repeat them. It is a gift by God to hear the sins of his people, to pronounce forgiveness, and to move forward as if they never happened. Dear brother, I tell you, the one thing my pastor told me when I was sitting in the seat where you sit. He said, above all things you do, keep your mouth shut when it comes to the sins of those who confess. It is a hallmark of the office that you, God's people, can come to your pastor, you can confess your sins and know without a doubt that he will keep his mouth shut. Not in withholding forgiveness, but in never divulging those sins that were presented to him. Now, I must tell you, I don't know about you, but when I was at seminary, I promised myself a number of things I would or I would not ever do. Number one on my list, I was never going to do an outdoor wedding. Ever. Take a guess what my first wedding was. Yes, outdoors. And I also said to myself, I said, I will be prepared to pronounce absolution when my parishioners come and confess. And here's how it went. My installation day, 4 o'clock service. We get done at 5. We go to the basement at 5.30. They cut the cake. They take the pictures. I have a woman come to me and say, Pastor, my, wife, or my daughter and I would like to talk to you. Do you have a couple minutes? On my installation day, I found myself sitting at the desk. And by the way, for, for those of you who are astute, I got permission from this young gal to tell this story because it was in confession, just so you know. 
So I did keep my mouth shut until I asked her. She, she says to me, 15 minutes on the job, I'm pregnant at 18 with a 40-year-old man's baby. Before I knew it, I was pronouncing absolution because it was what I was trained to do. To forgive the sins of those who had repented and to pronounce forgiveness won for them on the cross by Jesus Christ. And there is no sin that God cannot forgive through his son's death and resurrection. Make no mistake about it. As you look at yourself in the mirror every morning and you remember those awful things that you have done, those horrible deeds that you have performed, those things that have come out of your mouth that you wish you could never have said again. Yes, even for those things, Jesus has died. Make no mistake about it. The forgiveness of sins is free to you, but it came at a price. A price which cost Christ his life. Willingly and lovingly, Jesus went to the cross so that you and I would be forgiven of our sins and that before God it would be spoken of no more. That's the good news. That, my brother, is what you will proclaim. That is what you will share, and that is what you will bestow on God's people. The forgiveness of sins, life and salvation, in the name of the one and only God, His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. It never gets old, and it's necessary for all of us on a daily basis. So no matter what evil you can muster up in your heart, no matter what what things Satan can remind you of that you repeatedly do in life that it's failing. Know this, that Christ, through his life and death, his resurrection and ascension, has taken care of that for you. He has washed you clean. You are forgiven. And now you know the true beauty of the feet of Christ, who first proclaimed forgiveness from the cross as he declared, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And those feet, my friends, were not scuffed up shoes like mine. They were bloodied, they were scarred, and they were nailed for your sake and for mine. That's the good news of the feet of the one who proclaims forgiveness and salvation in the name of our God. So listen. Listen to the words of Christ as we hear these words in the Old Testament. For the Lord God has comforted his people. He has redeemed them by the blood of his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Rejoice and be glad, for that good news is yours today and yours to share. Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commands, command? And Jesus reminded the disciples, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as I have loved you. Show that forgiveness which Christ has won for you of joy and thankfulness to all those who sin against you. Let that be your joy this day. Let that be your work for the rest of your days in the office of the, of the public ministry. And with joy, we can say with thankfulness in our hearts, amen, amen, and amen. May God the Father who gives you the great gift of his Son, may God the Son who gives you the great gift of his life and death, and may God the Holy Spirit continue to bless, guide, lead, and strengthen you this day, now, and forevermore. Amen.